Describe, describe what the story goes. Okay, first off, neon pink, so you know I'm gonna like it. Second off, tastes like delicious fruity gum mixed with <laughs> vodka, <laughs> like rubbing alcohol, <laughs> like the alcohol. strongest fucking it's alcohol. Fruit and rubbing alcohol. Oh my god, it's pink. which is like honestly my perfect drink. Where it's like, okay, here's a little bit of sweet and then all of this fucked upness. I uh, I was looking for Vinique. Which, which is so sweet. We, we I cannot find. So no! now there is there is a liquor store in Rainier Beach that the Vinique website <gasps> says has it. So I'm gonna go buy up their stock. If, if need be, we may have to I'm make just gonna take get a trip over there. So I got this everything. Uh, and it's so good. Look out at my dark HR podcast on Twitter for Just a picture um, and put on sunglasses because it's blindingly pink. It's, it's awesome. It's horrible. I, I had a little glass and I already feel hungover. So. It's fucking rad. And I think I got a canker sore already from it. It's so great. It's awesome. So we're doing well. I love it. I'm good. I'm great. So this is episode 14. 14. Ted Bundy part Four. four. Jesus. I know. We've been doing Ted Bundy for an eternity, I feel it like. It feels like an eternity. We're, we're over Ted Bundy. I, we're sick of it. You guys, it's really funny because we've had the, the most listens because of Ted Bundy, uh, which, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but also is kind of heartbreaking because I feel like this has been the one that we're both like, okay, is this over now? <laughs> I mean, really, like, I feel like I've been in the Ted Bundy universe for, like, Two months Ever. or something. I don't yeah. know. It's probably not been that long, but... It feels uh, really long. Yeah. Yeah. We're sick of it. So, what are we doing tonight? We're doing... Okay, so... His, his arrest. Uh-huh. Escape. Uh-huh. Arrest again. Uh-huh. Escape again. Yeah. To Florida. And then we'll stop, I guess, when he gets to Florida. Yeah. And then, then there'll be one more and that'll be... Yes. And then in the next episode, we'll talk about Florida. And then I want to also touch a little bit on his, like, modus operandi. Because there's some shit that we left out that's, like, the most fucked up part. And I just really want to talk about how fucked up this dude was. Do you want to talk about it now? No. Are you sure you want to wait? Yeah, let's wait. Let's talk about it after. Because I feel like that, honestly, is the chronology that, like, uh, we've learned it. You know, like most of the books do. Like, I feel like it was, oh, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy, serial killer, did all this shit. Oh, fuck. The shit that he did is crazy. So, yeah. Like, it. I feel like it's a good um, icing on the cake. Can we do the hashtag when you get there? <laughs> what hashtag? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll discuss when the microphone is off. Wait, why? I'll just edit oh, this I out. Fuck's heads. 
Wasn't wasn't that the one you were gonna do? Wait, what was it? Fox heads. <laughs> Hashtag fox heads. What's that? Hashtag for head fox. fuckery. It was something like it that. It was fox heads. <laughs> Hashtag fox heads. I was so scared to put that on there. Do it. I'm yeah. gonna do it. I'm yeah, gonna do okay, it. So when we when we get to hell yeah. Oh man. I love how I'm whispering like we're on the fucking. I know. Radio. I love that. don't let them hear it all right so let's let's dive into this all Uh, right so uh last we left off ted was just um killing up a storm in colorado and utah Utah, and idaho Idaho. um so without further ado that that motherfucker finally gets caught hell fucking yeah so, uh, Morgan took much better notes than I did. I added a little bit, but I feel like you're the kind of the expert about, <laughs> about, about this, this particular day. So do you want to, do you want to give us the story of how he was, how he was finally caught? Oh, so fun. And it's so fitting of Ted Bundy because I just feel like it's the seriously just stupidest thing it, ever. It is. It's so, it's God, bad. I just feel like he's a fucking teenager. Okay, so <laughs> on August 16th, 1975, which is the day after my mom's 15th birthday, P.S., uh, some officer in the Utah Highway Patrol was in Granger, Utah, and it was really late at night, and he was patrolling this residential neighborhood because it had had a string of burglaries happening so he was on patrol and he sees this car driving around it was like 2 30 in the morning sees this car driving around and he's like you know i'm gonna investigate this shit what is does he have does he have his lights off not no, yet i thought he was parked he was parked wasn't he um, no, I think he, well, I don't know. Maybe he was parked at that point. I think, was, I think Anne Rule talks about him being parked. And that book I read, he, they were talking about him being parked. He was sitting there smoking a fucking Oh, doobie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at a map of Utah because he was fucking yes, lost. It's 420. It is. Oh, my God. And Hitler's birthday and the an anniversary of Columbine. Oh, if shit. we'd been smart, we would have had a fucking Columbine. Damn it. We're not going to start with our anniversary. Shit. Oh, well. So anyway, so he's sitting in his car, smoking, smoking a J, reading a map. <laughs> And a cop comes up behind him, shines the light on the car, and he panics and drives off with his lights off. Yeah. He, like, starts driving away so fast, which is, like, if there's ever anything that you want to make sure that the police know that you're completely guilty is to run away from them. Mm -hmm. And then flipping off your lights, like what the fuck, like you idiot! The magical beetle that you're just—I know, like at this point, like fucking idiot. Just like the the thought process of a little kid. Um, So the officer caught up because, of course, he did. (laughs) Of course, he did. Of course, he did. Top speed. Of a Volkswagen <laughs> like forty. He's forty five. <laughs> like you ever seen that like speedometer seriously goes up to like fifty five? Like I'm not even kidding. Like yeah, I think maybe he got caught. <laughs> um, so he like catches up with him. He's like, dude, Ted <laughs> Bundy's like, oh, it's because I had weed. Uh huh. That's what they always say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he's searching his car and finds a fucking bag. Okay, are you ready to hear what's in this bag? Okay. First off, there's a ski mask. Understandable. Crowbar, his favorite head or skull crushing tool. Cut pantyhose. So like pantyhose that also have eye and nose hole situation happening. Scary. Uh, Handcuffs. Hello. Uh Rope. Garbage bags. And a motherfucking ice pick. 
Okay. So, uh, also there was some weed, it's like obviously. It's a fucking game of Clue in there. I, right? I mean, you couldn't, if you were trying <laughs> to, like, frame somebody for being a murderer, that's, that's what you would want. put in I know. fucking car. Like... <laughs> Such Are you kidding? A an idiot. mask? I know. Really? I know. That's so cliche. He's so... It's so cliche. See, that's the thing. Is like, Ted Bundy is just, like, hella cliche. He is a fucking basic bitch. I'm just saying. He is. And... But Dennis Reynolds. So... <laughs> okay, so it's All I Study in Philadelphia is my number two favorite show of all time. What's your number one? Mad Men. No. Mad Men is so it's always, fucking good. It's Always Study in Philadelphia is such a good show. That's the number one. It has to be the number one, sorry. I will, okay, I'll say that they could possibly be tied for number one. Okay, but <laughs> Dennis Reynolds, I and I and this is true, actually, I've seen, there was a behind-the-scenes thing where he is based on Ted Bundy. Like, they've admitted that, that that's the basis for that character. Yeah. And he totally has a murder kit in the trunk of his car <laughs> that comes up repeatedly. They're like, what the fuck are you doing with this shit in the back of your car, man? And that's exactly what it is. It's all that stuff. So, just by the way, it's funny. <laughs> also, interesting tidbit that totally made me, like, geek out. So, in the Kevin M. Sullivan book, the very first thing that he talks yes. about, this yes. is so cool, is meeting up with the investigator in Utah who, like, found this murder kit. And still has it, doesn't Still he? has it, how all make, these years later. How and is that possible? I don't know. Like, I, you that, just get to take shit I know, home? that like, doesn't make sense. I think he uses it when he goes around and teaches or something. There was okay. something like that. Yeah. Or like when he's consulting. He gave Kevin M. Sullivan a fucking garbage bag from right. the OG murder That's kit. That's right. Which part of me is like, what would you do with a garbage bag? But if I had a fucking Ted Bundy garbage bag, it might, I might insure it. I'm just saying. And I would tell everybody... And it, I mean, I would have a lot... Everybody I know would come to see Ted Bundy. A Ted Bundy bag. garbage bag. You could start, like, charging money for miracles off of it. I'm not even kidding. It's crazy. I know. So, um, they were like, what the fuck? This dude clearly is a burglar. He... At least. Yeah, at least. Um, they were, they were, they took him in. Um, he insisted, okay, so this is really funny, too. He insisted that he was just lost after seeing the towering inferno, which was the popular movie at that time, I guess, which looks like a really boring movie. It does not look like an interesting movie to me. No, it looks like the concept seems interesting, but I've Mm. tried to watch it, and it's not interesting. 70s disaster movies, not the best. It does not seem interesting to me. I mean... I love disaster movies. Right, I mean, because, like, yeah, the subject matter, obviously, but the movie looks bad. It does not look good. It was... It's bad. And, like, the graphic design on the movie poster is really shitty. Like, I feel like a, I don't know, like a middle schooler could have done a better job. It's a very Channel 11 movie. Yeah, That yes. and the Parallax View were on. Oh, shit. Remember the Parallax View? Oh, my God. The, the beginning of that movie, somebody is, like, like a senator getting assassinated at the fucking Space Needle. <laughs> I swear to God, it's filmed in Seattle. But that movie was on Channel 11 once a week. No joke. That seriously made me remember, like, something that had completely gone away out of my mind just now. That's fucking bizarre. Well. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so they, he said, oh, I was watching The Towering Inferno. I totally found these handcuffs in a dumpster. Like, these are not my handcuffs. And my ma- that mask, I use that for skiing, legitimately. That's a skiing mask. Okay, but, like, that doesn't fucking explain, like, all the other shit that you have in a bag all together in your car, idiot. So, obviously, he was taken to jail. He was booked, photographed, and then released because they didn't have enough evidence for him. Uh, but 
Okay, so this is where I'm confused. Okay. Clearly, they're still interested in him. Like, they don't, like, leave him as a suspect. Right. So, like, how... Are they, do, do they just continue to investigate him at this point? Well, so this is what happens. It was literally the next morning. They were doing a debrief, and it was all the, like, Utah dudes together in a room. Utah, Utah dudes. And this guy was just like, oh, hey, this happened last night. And the investigator who was investigating the um, Deborah Kent, his name was Jerry Thompson, and I guess he was like a real bloodhound for fucking like Ted Bundy. He, something like clicked in his mind where he was like, oh shit, handcuffs? Like what the fuck? There's like all this shit, like a crowbar and shit, like what the fuck? And he was like, oh my God, plus P.S., I got a call from this girl, Liz Kendall, talking about her boyfriend, Ted Bundy, and oh shit, that's him. So all of a sudden, it was like, it clicked. It was like the universe was like, hey guys, it's time. And hadn't it also clicked in Washington too? Like, I feel like there was something in the book I was just reading that the same day, somehow Bob Keppel gets in touch with, or maybe it's reverse, maybe they get in touch with him, but there's some connection now between Utah and Washington State, and Ted Bundy in Washington had come to the top of the, like, suspect pile. Like, that same fucking day. Yeah. They were like, oh, we need to start investigating this suspect now, and then they get a phone call from Utah saying, hey, like, we think this guy might be connected to this murder down here. Yeah, so I sort of mentioned this, we, like, talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, where in Washington at the same time, so they had a list of 100 Ted's, and he was Ted number nine, and they were going through, like, with a fine-tooth comb on all these fucking Ted's. And that morning, they when they had called up or whatever, that was the next file, like, on the lady's desk, one of the investigator's desks. And she was like, oh, shit! So it was, like, this weird, like, serendipity that, like, everything kind of came together at the same time. I mean, though, unfortunately for all the girls who died, obviously. Uh, I know there's, these are dense notes here um okay so one of the people who was one of the detectives who was in utah investigating this is a quote from the um the the good book i can't what's his name kevin kevin m sullivan Sullivan. it's called the bundy murders the bundy murders so here's the quote i used to be in the marine corps you meet a lot of strange people in the corps (laughs) i don't know it's just a gut reaction this man's into something big Ooh. So and there's a couple quotes here that start popping up where people are like, "Yeah, that guy's fucked up." Like people who meet him, either a couple times or people who knew him, like from Washington State, were like, "No, there's something fucking wrong with that guy." Finally, hello. I'm like, really? It's taking how many years? I don't know, seven years. Oh my god. He, clearly, there's something fucking wrong with him. Clearly. Oh, this is the other thing I was thinking about. Okay, so I'm reading in the tub for a while, and I have interesting thoughts when I do that. Okay, do you know how actors in the past, like, I feel like every decade in Hollywood movies, there's, like, a specific way that people talk? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There's, a, there's like, an addiction that seems to be popular in certain yeah. periods of time. I totally get Ted it. Ted Bundy has the 1970s actor way of talking. It's so weird. So he reminds me of a mix of, like, Judy Bloom. And you would do like seventies Judy Blue yeah. books, like the the kind of like squeaky clean way all the characters talk. Yeah, 
but it's sort of it's sort of a clipped like yeah 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 sentence structure is sort of clipped yes mixed with oh I don't know not like oh I can't think of the movie it's not like Rosemary's Baby it's later than that but something sort of a polished Hollywood movie not the more naturalistic ones but a more sort of high production yeah Hollywood movie from the 70s he talks like that I totally get it people also talk about how Ted Bundy like, a lot of people think that he had, like, a British act. They, like, he yeah. talked in that weird East Coast way that's kind of, like, a half British accent, half, yeah. like... So he had a very... What seems to me a very false way of speaking. Affected. Yeah, it's very affected. Which is how yeah. actors sometimes sound. Right. Is fake. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, he seems so clearly full of shit. Yeah. That... I'm like, only a few people are noticing this? I like, know. How did on? not everyone? That's the other fucking thing is like, and I mean, we've talked about this like a million times. I do not get how everyone's like, he's so, he's so charming. Like, he seems weird to me. Like, if you met some dude that was talking in this super affected way, you would automatically be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Yes. <sighs> and, Stay, like, hello, my sirens are going off. And all I can imagine is maybe everything we've heard all the recordings we've heard of him have been in high stress situations. Well, they all have been because they all all been when he was in prison. So all like I'm like maybe he didn't. He was more relaxed and didn't sound so jacked like when he was younger and free. I don't know, or maybe yeah. not. Like, I have no idea. But I mean, the fact that people are like commenting on his accent—that's like a, co- yeah, like a really is. common thing. It's weird. It is. It's so weird. But we. Oh my gosh! Insert clip here. Oh. Hello. Okay, so answered fucking clip. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him. Yeah, we'll get we'll get that totally an example of that. Um. Anyway, so uh, on August twenty first, cops went and searched his apartment because they were like, "Oh fuck!" They, I mean, they knew it was fucking yeah, him. Yeah, they knew point. it was. They him. were like, "We're this guy's really fucking suspicious." Yeah. Oh, and they, okay, so they go to his apartment. Um, They also comment in the book about how neat it was. Yeah. And that's actually something that's interesting is there's a lot of serial killers who that's been commented on. They have these extremely neat and tidy. Didn't Dahmer also have a really tight, tidy, like, and didn't Gary Ridgway too? Yeah. Although that might have been his wife. Like, I don't know when he lived alone if it was, but yeah, like the house he lived in. With his wife when he was arrested. Yeah. That's interesting. Was very sort of well kept and, and sort of homey. I wonder if it's a like an anxiety based thing though. Like it could be clean up because there's if they come in they're not gonna be able to find evidence. Well, and there's also the whole there's like the organized serial killer versus the disorganized serial yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if because I've also seen serial killers who lived in total filth. <gasps> right? Absolute filth with, like, fucking dead bodies just, like, rotting in the corner. Ooh. So, I mean, it, it's definitely not everybody. But Ed Gein. Yeah. A typical hoarder. Fucking guy in um, Cleveland who we need to talk about. Um, he was really recent. Like, he was arrested in 2011. I know what guy you're talking black. about. He was black. Yeah. He was murdering black prostitutes. Uh-huh. Uh, but he would just leave their bodies in his house. So his Jesus. house was just fucking disgusting. It was really Ugh. dirty. And there's dead bodies just oh, sitting God. there. So. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, anyway, yeah. So they go into his apartment. And they find an advertisement for the play that um, that girl disappeared from. Mm-hmm. Deborah Kent. Like, seriously? how It's a high school play. Like, yeah. maybe he's got that. 
Um, he's got a map of Colorado with an X over the Wildwood Inn. Yeah. Where Karen Campbell disappeared in, like, the 1980s ski flick horror movie. Right. Which, okay, I feel like that in, that alone. Okay. But there you go. You got your case. Guilty. Right there. Uh, and they find patent leather shoes in the closet, which are only interesting because Carol Durant, who's the woman who he tried to abduct, who got away, she reports that the guy who tried to take her was wearing patent leather shoes. This comes up, this is important later, but they find those. That by itself is not a big deal. But, but um, again, I mean, this is like, hi, hello, big time evidence. Yeah. But they don't, I mean, clearly none of that's enough to do anything with. So it's like, okay, we're suspicious of you. We're going to keep you under surveillance. Right. Which, okay, so obviously they didn't have enough to arrest him and they released him. Ted Bundy said later that he had fucking Polaroids in his apartment. Of bodies? Yeah. That he destroyed afterwards. How did they miss those, I wonder? I don't know. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they search your place how thoroughly they right. do it. I never know that. Like, I'm like, are they digging under the floorboards? Like, how how deep do they go? Because, like, for real, okay, imagine a cop coming in and searching this place. Like, you would have to move hella fucking shit. It would shit. take days yeah. to go through, like, a normal person's house. Right? Just how much stuff there is. Yeah, I, know. I know. So, I feel like, I mean, obviously there's limitations there. But he immediately, when he got back, like, they didn't find those Polaroids. And he was like, mm. getting rid of these. Obviously, and I wonder if it was the Polaroids of that hitchhiker that that first hitchhiker that, that he took. Found. Yeah, that he went back and dismembered and then took Polaroids oh of her. God. Gross. So the other thing, and I don't know if I don't feel like all the books talk about this, but he was he'd been dating another woman, like regularly dating another woman yeah. this entire summer. In addition to continuing to date Liz Kendall long yeah. distance. So anyway, so he was dating this other woman who was later interviewed by police and she was like, oh no, like they're, you know, our sex life was normal, but he drank a shit ton. Oh my God. And was really moody. So she, and when he would get really drunk, he would talk about Liz Kendall a lot. So she was like, okay, like you've got issues a a little. Um, And so she dumps him. Her, it's, I'm confused, but it sounds like her future husband. So maybe somebody who she wasn't dating at the time, but she ended up marrying later, but who knew her at the time, talked about how Ted Bundy was obsessive about, you have it in there, so obsessive about cleaning his Volkswagen. I thought it was her ex-husband, who was like maybe Maybe still around or something. But But yeah. Yeah, but someone she knew was always like, dude, that guy was fucking constantly cleaning his car. And he Always vacuuming it. Right, and he couldn't figure out like, why is he taking such good care of that shitty ass bug? Yeah. And the car comes back. The car is important. Yes, it does. So they're keeping Ted under surveillance this whole time. And he, I mean, obviously, like, the idea of surveillance isn't that, like, you don't know. It's like, hey, we're watching you. Mm -hmm. We want you to know that we're watching you. And so he was, like, this, like, fucked him up. He was, like, hella stressed out. And there were, there are times where he has encounters with, like, the officers that are surveilling him. Where sometimes he's really nice and, like, oh, hey, la, la, la. And then there are times where he's, like, not nice. And he is, like, what the fuck? You're ruining my life kind of thing. Which is crazy. So. Oh, and you have it there. So he sells, he sells the car to a teenager. Mm-hmm. In September. So, yeah. tries, so he's definitely like trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the police find a new forensic testing. I was also reading about this too. So they find hairs that match the, match Carl Durant, who's once again the woman who got away. Yeah. 
other thing I was, so they, and I've seen this in, on like TV shows, but when they do forensic testing on a car, they like take the whole fucking thing apart. So they yeah. take off all the panels on the door because they're trying to get to places where you can't clean easily. So what right. they, when they did that, they found blood that had <gasps> fallen down, like into the, like where the window like rolls down. Yeah. Like you couldn't clean it unless you took off the panel of the door. Oh my God. They found all kinds of fucking hairs. But back then when they couldn't do DNA testing, how did they match hairs to people? They just did it microscopically. Just how they looked. Yeah, and that's what they said is that the hairs were microscopically indistinguishable. So to Carol DeRanches and then also to Melissa Smith's. Okay. So they found two different hairs, but they, there was, I was reading some, something, some article where they were talking about how the guy who did it was like, okay, the chances of these hairs that are, that are microscopically indistinguishable from these two victims being in this car at the same time is like, I mean, like, you know, it's like astronomical odds. Like there's no chance that that would happen if it was not the murderer. Yeah. But I think like that kind of shit, that hair, the fiber kind of shit is, it doesn't hold up in court the way that it used to currently. I I think I would imagine you're right. Yeah. Cause yeah, because you you're just you're you're counting on an expert, and I'm putting that once again in air quotes, looking through a microscope, microscope, and then telling you, yeah, yeah, they look the same to me. Right. To me, that that's not the same level of surety, obviously, as DNA. Right, dude. It's like handwriting analysis. It, oh God. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. It's probably a little bit more credible in handwriting analysis, but but there's a lot of things like that <laughs> in these cases, like. There's this, and then there's, like, the, the teeth. Yeah. The dental imprints, oh, which yeah. apparently is a very imperfect science. Yeah. So there's a couple of things like that that I'm like, mm. They use that in this case, but I'm not sure you could do that shit now. Right. Which is, yeah. I mean, I don't know. One more impediment to getting these, like, this asshole put away, I guess. But yeah, anyway, so uh, on October 2nd, 1975, police put Ted in a lineup. Carol DeRange comes in and is like, hello, there's Officer Rosalind right there. And it was obviously TB. And he, Ted Bundy had known he was going to be put in a lineup because they had come in, I don't know, I don't know how you do that, but gotten served or something. And so he immediately went out and got his haircut. Yeah. he And he parted it on a different yep. side. So, because he had had sort of longish hair when <laughs> he had tried to abduct Carol DeRange and he, can, he still had the same hair when he had been arrested and so when he found out who's going to be in a lineup, yeah, he totally went out and got like a real short conservative haircut <laughs> and it didn't work. So she still was able to be like, yeah, that fucking guy right there also, with, with the unibrow. Oh like, my <laughs> God. Obviously we have to post the picture of the lineup. Because it's amazing. They have a picture of the lineup. Oh my God. Do they normally take pictures of lineups? I don't know. I don't know either, but they have. Yeah. It's strange. It's so great though, because I seriously have stared at that picture way longer than I should have because I am completely fascinated with the, um, with how high the pants are. Super high. But some of them have low pants. So Ted Bundy is a high pants one and his torso compared to his legs is really small. He's got a really tiny torso and really long legs. But then if you look at the other dudes and their pants, it's like a whole thing. So it's a really funny (laughs) picture. And Ted Bundy has the funniest look on his face. He does. Like, he knows he's fucked. He's like, duh-oh. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So also they brought in the teacher from Bountiful, 
uh, who, the play. Yeah. Yeah. Who, like, he was, like, really frantic, and she was like, yeah, clearly he's that weirdo. So they were like, oh, man, Ted Bundy's the guy. Okay, so they fucking arrest him, but then, and so they're charging him with attempted kidnapping. Or wait, no, aggravated kidnapping and attempted murder. Well, here, you you have on your notes attempted criminal assault. I was reading attempted murder mm. is what was the original charges, although that got dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, but they set his bail for $15,000, which Dude. gets paid and he gets let out. Dude, but that's 69000 in today's money. Still. T- if, if I know, that doesn't seem like very much. A serial killer of this <laughs> magnitude was Good arrested. Point. At they, least a mil. At least. Well, I mean, okay, do they have to set bail? Mm-mm. They don't, do they? No. They can just be like, no, you're too dangerous. We're yeah. not going to let you out. Yeah. This, Gary Ridgway, honestly, you you could have let him out on bail, and I don't think he probably would have killed anyone. Oh, hell no. Ted Bundy? Totally. definitely going to kill someone. Yeah, I'm totally. Like, what the fuck was going on in the 70s, dude? <laughs> I, I just don't know what they were thinking. So yeah, he totally just gets let out. Girl, our motto for this podcast is like, the fucking 70s. The 70s colon WTF, pretty much. Because no wonder there were so many serial killers. Because they're like, hey, guys. Just whatever. So much Just opportunity. Go, go do what you feel. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. So what Ugh. does he do? He goes to fucking Seattle. Yes, he does. And they let him do that. That was another thing. They're like, okay, sure. Just, yeah. Just wherever. Totally. So he's staying... He's splitting his time between Liz Kendall's house because, of course, he's back with her and <laughs> his fucking doormat, fucking Judith, for real, such a Judith. She's um, worse than Judith. I know she is worse than Judith. Judith didn't know. Judith didn't like get back together with him after she knew. Right, and then she left him like afterwards. Yeah, after she was like, it was a sure thing. Like this is a fucking sure thing, and she's still like, mm. oh, I love him. Right. Okay. So like rewind we know that she called the cops down there and was like hey p.s my boyfriend moved down there and the murders have gone down there like he totally did this but then once he comes back to seattle this is the most bizarre fucking part she refuses to come to um cooperate with the cops now yeah she's like back with ted and they in that kevin sullivan book they talk about how um i just pulled a margot kidder i just said kevin sullivan book and I just, yeah, I did a Margot Kidder just now in um, Amityville. Oh, my God, that was horrifying. <laughs> anyway, in that book, what they talk about is that there's, like, a note in one of the um, files where they're, like, <sighs> Liz is back with Bundy, so she's not cooperating yep. again. Again. Yeah. So it's really, like, what the fuck? Like, this stupid bitch. And so they are, um, he's hanging out with them and, like, the police have him under surveillance here, too. But, again, they don't have enough evidence to pick him up for murder. And she, I think, at one point even confronts them and is like, leave him alone. Oh, my God. I know. It's so bad. But at this point, Anne rules in the mix. Because he, yeah. the stranger beside me, this is a lot of the book, is her hanging out with Ted Bundy during this period of time. Like, when yeah. he's back in Seattle, but being under surveillance by... Right. Just having like fucking lunch and shit. Lots of lots of red, like excuse me, white wine. So they're getting fucking hammered at lunch. Yeah, you know he's burying his soul, but not really. Dude, can I just say something though? Having lunch and white wine at lunch sounds so fun. Okay, like talking to a guy who's who's suspected of murder. I would be like, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Giraffe over here. 
Well, and yeah, so and rule goes deep into that. Although, 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 like a lot of things with a stranger beside me, it's not that interesting. It's not. It's weird how it's not that interesting. I know. It should be right. That's that's how all of this is, though. It's not as interesting as it should be. I know. It's so weird. Girl, the other thing too that like weirds me out about these lunches is that Ted Bundy, they like the cops talk about how he would always sit like sideways and he would never yes. look Anne Rule in the face. Yes. She talks about that too. Does that she? I yeah. Forget. I read that, that book so long ago. I know that she like he's doing this. I know I would be like no, nobody, Hi. Can, nobody can see what I'm doing. I'm, I'm over I'm, here. I'm perpendicular now. Yeah. I would be like, excuse me, can you like look at me in my face? I'm talking to you. It's very fucking weird. Yeah. I'm not all about that. Uh Anyway, so he eventually has to go back to go on trial in Utah and uh, is fucking convicted. Yeah. And... Well, okay, this is why. I mean, I don't think this is the only reason why. But so, okay, so this is February of 1976 at this point. He waives his right to a jury trial. And he's like, I'm just going to do a bench trial, right? Which a bench trial is when it's just the judge that gets to decide. Carol DeRange comes into the courtroom and testifies. But doesn't wait? Does this where Ted Bundy gets to cross-examine her? Because he's That's what acting I was as his own too. counsel. Girl, I, he's not acting as at his own as his own counsel at this point, though. So I think okay, that so no. I think it ends up being a later one. It's definitely Florida, for sure. In Florida, yeah. he does this. And the pictures of that too of Carol oh DeRange on the stand, she looks so fucking scared. She's very beautiful too. She so is. it's and quite her hair, girl, her hair, great hair. Oh my god, so much body. Oh my god. P.S. We're totally being annual right now. We're hundred percent being annual. But <laughs> she had lost stri- a lot of striking. We don't talk about her weight. Thank she had lost much. a lot of weight and was looking very svelte. Uh, but her hair is incredible, and that's another thing that I noticed about so the seventies. How the fuck do you get hair like that? And nobody has hair like that now, girl. Like, it's because like a mane. Honestly, of, of hair. I don't think they washed their hair. And they probably just put a lot of chemicals in it. No, no one washed their hair in the 70s. If I could have hair like that, I would not wash my hair. And I would put put a ton of chemicals into it to have hair like that. Girl, you can do it. Let's do it. I don't think I can. You can. You can do it. I don't think so. Oh my God, you totally can do it. Let's do it. I'm going to fucking mane with a barrette right here. And you know that's exactly what it's all about. (gasps) Yes. We should both do that. Oh my God, yes. Flowing Hell yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to put flowers in mine. Love that. Oh my god. So Carol Durant is our hair idol. Yes. Get it, Queen. (laughs) Um (laughs) so on June 30th, 1976, he has this sentencing. Wait. Poor Ted. To one to fifteen years in prison. That's a really weird sentence because one year is kind of mild, but fifteen years is a kind of a big deal. What? Just like anything in between. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I I know. I don't get it. But I wonder if, and I was thinking about this this week, like, I wonder if they were just like, hey, we have to have something to make make sure that he's in this place so we can fucking work on this murder thing. So even if we have, like, a little bit of time, like, we can, we can work this out because we're going to end up charging him with murder. I feel like one year, though, just in general, is too little of an amount of time for fucking right. aggravated kidnapping. Right. Like, that just doesn't seem adequate, but... I know. Well, so what I'm ends up happening... I, I, don't, I don't know if you knew that, but... I mean, I would trust you being a judge, girl. <laughs> I would, like... you. I, like, feel like you've got some cred. You yeah, have some a, judge a little, cred. A little cred. Yeah, totally. I would trust... Because you're fair. I would be like, 
all of y'all get fucking sentenced to death and I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill all of you and it's going to be I'm great. I'm personally responsible yeah. for your execution. Yes. I will, I would honestly, it would be so bad. I would literally find everyone guilty. Or you would find everyone not guilty. No. I would find I've, everyone guilty. Girl, you know how misanthropic I am. Oh my God. Okay. I would just be like, guilty, 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 guilty. It would be bad. Done. I'd be the worst judge. You'd be a good judge though. You care about fairness. I do. Which is something I'd really admire. That's a great thing. So he's sentenced to um, the Utah State Prison in Draper, Utah. In October of that year, so a couple months later, guess what? Gets charged with Karen Campbell's murder. And she's the one at the ski resort, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yep. Uh, He ends up waiving his extradition proceedings because, remember, this is in, he's in Utah and that happened in In Colorado. Colorado. So he's sent to Colorado in January of 1977 to stand trial. Do you think for that was murder. on purpose, given what happened? Like he wanted to get sent to Colorado. Well, I, yes, I do. I do because I was reading some commentary about this trial, and they were saying that with the evidence that they had, it would have been kind of difficult to convict him of murder. Hmm. So looking back, well, so we're gonna get to what he what happened with him. Looking back, what he chose, the path he chose, not the best path. Because chances are, At all. if he would have just stood Stayed trial, just done trial, probably wouldn't have stuck for on him. So, okay, so then he gets moved to um, fuck Grand Junction, Colorado. Uh, yeah, I'm almost well, sure. I was just he, reading it. He, is he there yet, though? Yeah. I think he's in Aspen at first, isn't he? No, Aspen's later. Okay. The first jail is, is that I'm Grand pretty Junction. sure, because I was just reading it, is Grand okay. Junction, Colorado. Okay. It's a, a hundred, it's the county courthouse. It's not even like a normal jail. It's almost a hundred years old in the 70s. Wait, no, that's Pitkin County. I was just reading this though. Wait. Wait, so that's right here. That's like this one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so, but wait, hit, but we have to establish the own attorney thing. Wow, I don't know which one it is. I thought it was Pitkin County. The one, no, okay, so the one where he's jumping out the window. Yeah. That's Grand Junction, Colorado. Really? Yeah. I thought that one was a Pitkin County courthouse. I swear to God, because I was oh, just well. reading about it. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter that much, but it bugs me if it's wrong. But I, I swear, because I was just reading this. Um, Girl, it probably is. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, da, 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 da. There's a picture of him. I'm, uh, okay. Oh, no, you're fucking right. What the fuck is in Grand Junction, then? Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. I think he was sent there, and then he ended up going to Picking County for trial. So I think you're right. He was sent to Grand Junction to, like, hang out in the prison there until he went to trial at Picking County. Okay. I think. So you're... Okay, but regardless, you're right. So it was in Aspen, Picking County Courthouse, you're correct. Yeah, so so Ted, because, of course, he's the fucking best person on this earth and so smart and intelligent and amazing decides guess what's a good idea i'm gonna be my own attorney this dude fucking did he even graduate yeah he did no, no he didn't graduate no. with a law degree he, okay wait if we back up and look at his fucking law school career oh my he god he went to one semester oh, yeah. at psu and never went to class then he transfers to what <laughs> university of utah or utah state whatever right, it is. and he still didn't go to class what? he didn't go to class and 
And then, like, seriously does not fucking go to class and then complains about, I'm not doing well in school. And then decides with, like, what, a year of law school school kind of under his belt, like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be done. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Are you really that delusional? Yes, he is. Yes. He fucking thinks he's the greatest. Total Dennis Reynolds. Um, so he, it, so, I mean, it really, he really is. It really is. Like, I know. <laughs> this, that's why that show is so brilliant because the, it, that's absolutely what Dennis would do. Dennis has done it on the show. Like, I was going to say. I'm going to serve as my own journey. Oh. Uh, so it was kind I think it was kind of a good idea for him because he, if you act as your own attorney, apparently you get all these privileges. I don't know if it's the same now, but you got all these privileges then that you wouldn't get normally. So if yeah. you act as your own attorney, he petitioned to not have handcuffs or leg leg shackles when he was in the courtroom, and they were like, yep. Sure, no they, problem. He got to wear whatever he wanted, okay? So he just walked in wearing whatever. Well, clothes. Mm-hmm. And this is important because it, it factors into what's next. So he also has, during the recesses of the court he would have access to the law library because he was his own attorney. Wait, but have we established where he is? So he's in Aspen, Colorado, in the Pitkin County courthouse, which is not, like, a real jail. It's, like, where you go through, like, drunk people. Like, it's not, like, a real prison. Really? Yeah. It was, like, like a little, like, old-timey jail. It had been built, like, the 1800s. (gasps) Like, one of those that has, like, a jail on one side and, like, a barbershop on the other side? Oh, my God. So he's in this, like, and I, and they think that he knew that if he went to Aspen, this is where he would end up being employed. Mm. So he knew that it was not going to be, like, a hardcore prison. And so, yeah, it's one of these, like, 1800s buildings with no fucking security. So, yeah, he's acting as as his own counsel, and part of what that means is he gets to go to the law library every day. Right. And so, one day, it's nice and sunny. It's in June. June 6th. June 6th, 1977. The weather's nice. They prop the window open. He's over by at the copy machine, which is by the window, making copies. And no one's watching him, P.S. No! He fucking jumps out the window. <laughs> a second-story window. Out the fucking window. A second-story window. Yeah. I will say, though, that somebody working in the library, we'll just go ahead and say the librarian, but I'm sure not, <laughs> was, had, had said to whoever was in charge, like, hey, I think he's going to jump out the window. What? Yeah, because he insisted on always making all of his own photocopies, even though he didn't have to, and was always kind of like over by the window, like looking out. And so she went and told somebody a Dude, couple days before. This is the thing. You know he's not smooth. No, he's not smooth. Yeah, you Nothing know it's like smooth. obvious. I feel like he's just like a little kid. You like know what little kids are gonna do before yeah. they do it. That's Ted Bundy. And he so he had like so the day he decided to do this, he like wore all of his clothes. <laughs> so oh, yeah, like, so like he like layered everything <laughs> and then like yeah, jumps out the window. And I'll I'll let you take the story from there. So he jumps out the window and fucking ends up hurting his ankle. Of course he does. Such a Ted Bundy move. Of course he does. Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and he's walking, just like walking down the street starts taking off his clothing to kind of be like oh I'm in different clothes now holds on to them though cause guess where he's going fucking mountains the mountains the mountains Ted Bundy just straight up (laughs) Ted Bundy just straight up walks into the fucking mountains which I don't know anything about Aspen but like I, I mean I imagine that like it's a little walk it's a little probably a little ways of a walk it's not like you just walk to the end of the block and then there's like a mountain you know so he's like hurting, uh, 
And <laughs> just speak. I was just reading about what he the clothes he put on to like be like roughing it in the woods, and he oh, put God. a red bandana on his head. And no, I he didn't. Yes, and I'm like, <laughs> way to blend Dude, in there, Ted. Fucking cliche shit, though. Like, oh my God, he probably watched like Deliverance yeah. or something and was like, oh, that's how you. You do know it. what's gonna make me successful in the wilderness? <laughs> a fucking bandana. Oh my God. <laughs> fucking Ted Bundy is such a stupid idiot. Anyway, so he's just like walking casually through town, although probably not too casually because I'm sure he has a limp at this point. He hikes into the mountains and breaks into a hunting cabin, right? Well, gets lost. Oh, yeah. I mean, Hello. He's lost for days. Hello. Before he finds the cabin. Right. His ankle is really hurt. He's really thirsty and really hungry because, of course, he has no food. And the only thing in the cabin are like some fucking crackers and a gun. And a gun. <laughs> so I'm sure you so just like, like Ritz the and like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So heads out into the woods with oh his my crackers, his gun, Ugh. and his bandana. Right. So he and he's like getting desperate. He also ends up breaking into some like mobile home and steals a, a parka at some point. Like because again, a, a he's. Mask. Doesn't he steal a ski mask? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like he does. Oh my god. Really? Seriously, Ted? He's gonna wear that around to blend in. Fucking god. I hate this guy. But like, okay, also, like, hi, you're in the fucking mountains. And you're just gonna leave with your, like, I I don't know. This guy, he's so stupid. He didn't think this through. No. Uh, Like, where did you think you were gonna go? Exactly. You were just gonna hike over the mountains until you found where. Something? I know. You're, they're they're looking for you. Right. uh, Hello. So he ends up, like, basically he wanders until he comes back to Aspen. Right, but this is the crazy thing. There were all these roadblocks and shit set up, and he somehow didn't show up, even though he was probably having such a bummer time. Like, I bet you the sad face on Ted Bundy at that time was, like, so intense. Like, (laughs) kicking rocks as he's, like, walking along, you know? Uh, So he ends up getting back to Aspen somehow, and steals a car, because that's kind of his thing. He loves stealing but it's, cars. But it's a Cadillac, and he's so, yeah, and he's so jacked up at this <laughs> yeah. point that he's, like, driving, like, all over the road, like, what? Uh, and then he gets picked up by a cop. Hello. And, and they're just like, oh, hi, dude. There you are. And they take him fucking back to jail. So, so I feel like they're, like, dealing with a petulant child. Yeah. Like, good old Ted Bundy. So he's back. Oh my god. He's back in jail, and then I stopped researching at this point. Okay. So I, I mean, I've read this, but I don't remember right. the details now. Okay, so this is where Ted Bundy gets by with a little help from his friends. So he ends up going to some other jail. Yeah, I he's forget in a, which he's one in it is. He's in a different jail now. But also, I think it's some kind of fucking podunk jail, because... It, like, has a, like, the jailer lives in an apartment on, in the jail. Yeah, it's podunk. It's not as podunk, I don't think, as whatever the, the place the in The Picking County one? But, it, yeah, it's it's an old-timey jail with a, yeah, a fucking, whatever, warden who lives in yeah. the building. What the fuck? Okay, so somehow he gets a hacksaw blade from other prisoners, which, oh my <laughs> fucking god, how as a prisoner do you get a hacksaw blade? Like, that is, you can just easily kill someone with that. Like, I just feel like the mm-hmm. 70s are so irresponsible. But that's still fucking true. Dude, you could not get a hacksaw blade I now. think you could. No way. I think you fucking could. How are you going to get a hacksaw? I don't know, but I, I believe that it theoretically is possible. I have an idea. What? Let's write to prisoners and ask them. Can you get a hacksaw? Can you get a hacksaw blade? 
If not, I'll send let's you one. Definitely. Let's bring Just to Gary Ridgway. Can you get a hacksaw blade? Oh my god, that's what we could ask him. <laughs> that's <Yay>. what question. <laughs> Gary Ridgway, we have one burning question for you. <laughs> do you think you can get a hacksaw blade? Cause we have a bet. We do need to write him though. I know, I really want to. But we have to come up with a good question that's not about a hacksaw blade. Okay. I know you'd probably get in trouble. So he starts at this point, he has a hacksaw blade, and he starts carefully cutting a square. It was I guess when other people were like showering at night. Um, he would go and start cutting into his ceiling. He methodically lost a bunch of weight. So he like... That's right. He lost he like 30 lost, pounds. I right. mean, a shit ton of weight. Right. And so what ends up happening is that he makes a hole that is like one square foot in the ceiling. And he starts going up at night and just fucking exploring. And, and the other prisoners hear him. Yeah, and they say something. What the fuck? I mean... I know. The 70s. <laughs> like, other prisoners are like, hey, dude, Ted Bundy is crawling up in the ceiling and, I, and we can hear him. Ted Bundy, who's already escaped from prison <laughs> once. Like... They're like, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's cool. fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. Uh, also at this time, Carol Ann Boone starts oh. visiting Ted... Oh. Once again, we're going to be Anne Rule. Fucking Google image her picture and just, like, just think about that a okay. little bit. So Because the, they fucking start dating. I know. Like, they get married. That's right. They get married. They oh have a God. fucking kid. They do, like, a conjugal yeah. visit. Yeah. It's so that they're not, like, hot and heavy yet. I yeah, think they're no, just, sorry. like, friend zone. No, it's okay. I think they're, like, friend zone at this point. But she she wants... Oh my gosh, she wants that dick. Him. She wants his fucking Ted Bundy dick. Oh my so god, bad. so it's, hard. Okay, mm. I know. So they work together in Olympia, and like she starts becoming his like confidant, and also starts smuggling in hella motherfucking cash for him. So he ends up getting like hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars that he just saves up. So like this dude is making a fucking plan. At this point. So he's got money. He's got yeah. a hacksaw. Yeah. And he's got a tunnel in the ceiling. Yeah. So he, okay, in the meantime, he has like a ton of notoriety in Aspen. So he's like, hey, you guys, uh, I want a fair trial and everyone here knows me because of all the shit that I've been pulling. So I want to change a venue. And the judge is like, okay, Ted Bundy, we'll give you a change of venue. And he, I guess, was hoping that it would be changed to somewhere that was, like, more liberal. Mm-mm. It ends up going to Colorado Springs. Which, which is are, not more liberal. <laughs> right. At all. Apparently, they are, like, they don't take kindly to, to murderers <laughs> over there. And so, like, you know, like, historically, juries were, like, fuck you, murderers. We're going to, like, give you the death penalty. And he's, like, god damn it. So he's pissed. Uh, okay. So... December 30th, 1977, is the day he decides to get the fuck out of Dodge. God. So, and this is out of a fucking, this is like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. He gets a pile of books, (laughs) puts it under the sheets of his bed. Dude, it's escape from Alcatraz shit. Yeah. How does this keep working? I don't know. Like, oh, so it looks like he's still there. He does the whole, like, does he even tell people he's sick? Does he pull that thing? Like, oh, I don't feel so good. Oh, probably. So don't come check on me for a while. he does. I think he does. Like, does like, oh, gee, guys, I'm really not feeling good. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. I think what happens was he was like, he was getting in the habit of not eating his dinner. 
And so, like, they would just, they would just not check on him. Because he would, he was in the habit of just going to bed hella early. But how does a book look like a human body? It doesn't. At all. So, yeah. So he does, puts the books in his bed. Waits until it's dark. Goes up into his hole. Crawls through his, (laughs) whatever, air shaft. Gets over to the jailer's, like, apartment. And somehow he's figured out, like, how to get through. Somehow has timed it. Where when he, I don't know how he did this. It's just his chance. The jailer's not there. They had gone out to see a movie. Mm-hmm. So get comes down through a closet in their apartment, steals some of the jailer's clothes, and fucking just walks, walks out, out the into the street. Door. <laughs> goes and gets. I he gets on a bus. Goes and gets on a fucking Greyhound bus well, with first, all his money. He steals a car and it breaks down. I think it was a bug. He stole he, a bug and then it breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> I will admire his stealing car I know. prowess because he seems very comfortable doing that. It's kind of amazing, but I also think that a lot of people just would leave their keys, like, in, keys their in their car. car. I know. What? I think that was a thing. So he hit. So he hitchhikes. Scary, right? To Vale. Yeah. I know, which is where like he gets the bus going to Michigan. Um, he goes well, to Michigan first. He, go- he? he goes to Denver. Then from Denver, he caught a flight to Chicago. And then from Chicago, he boards a train to Michigan. Why he's going to Michigan, I don't know. Well, I think that's just a stopover, which is crazy. But, but then, but then it's, it's, I feel like he stays in Michigan for a couple of days. He does. He watches the Rose Bowl. Oh UW is playing Michigan Okay. in the Rose Bowl. I wonder if that's why he went to Michigan. That's so fucking maybe. I know. Ann Arbor, too. He's yeah. just like, I don't know. Okay. And then that's when he says, okay, I need to be somewhere warmer than fucking Michigan. Yeah. And I need to be by a college. Yeah. And somehow settles on Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Florida. And the really bizarre part is that the jailers don't even realize that. And I think, okay, to be fair, maybe I'm being a little too fair. They had like a lowered there was, like, less people there because it was, like, right after Christmas. You mm-hmm. know, it was, like, that Christmas, New Year's thing. They didn't even notice that he was gone until noon the next day. So he had a 17-fucking-hour yeah. head start. Like, such doy doys. And they had no fucking clue where no he was. No idea. None. And if he was he, already in fucking Michigan. If he had been slick... He could have gone down to, like, fucking South America and some shit, and they Easy. never would have caught him. Nope. Because apparently you can just be a serial killer as much as you want in South America, and yeah. you will never get caught. Well, hello. I mean, that's where all the, that's where know, all, the all Nazis the, went the after. The Nazis yeah. went. They knew. They knew what was up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he ends up in Florida, and the saga will continue. Will continue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I'm over Ted Bundy. I'm way over Ted Bundy. I know. And it's kind of, I mean, it's a good story, so I don't know why I'm over yeah. it, but I'm, I'm over it. Uh, but yeah, so the next one will be the the last one. <gasps> so the, this is kind of like the thing that brings his downfall. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah he loses his shit oh, more than ever in Florida. Which, I mean, like, okay, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like amazed at his, I don't want to call it like chutzpah, but like, uh. You know, he, like, it's pretty fucking, like, you gotta have some guts to try to, like, do this escaping shit so many times. It's, like, kind of crazy. It, Either you're really it, stupid it or really cocky or... 
I don't know. He's both. Both, yeah. I think. Yeah. For sure. Whoa. All right. Cool. Well, there it is. Uh, Yeah. Sweet. Okay, Uh, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll hit you up whenever next time. Woo! Bye. Bye. Wow. 55 minutes.